ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. On this kind of creepy episode, because it's going to get there, we are discussing the light side, but it sounds like probably mostly the dark side of Disney. All the ins, the outs, the ups and downs, the living, the dead, and the in-betweens. Tonight, I'm joined by my good friend Chris, my other good friend Greg, and... Colleen. Everybody want to say hi before we get going? You almost forgot Colleen's name. No idea. Hey, it's Greg here. It's Colleen. <laughs> and I think I'm a good friend too, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate saying good friend every 10 seconds. That's the only problem. Yeah. Oh, great. I don't even know what that is. You may want to pause. Guy getting ready for competition. You should see the wave pattern that made. That was Holy. cool. That was neat. All righty. That was... That so was we got a guy driving by really fast again. No. I don't know if you've seen the TikTok, but I had a guy the other night driving really fast. That was a guy driving a car with a major base system. He's getting oh. ready for competition season. Well, yeah. Next weekend. Yeah. It's window breaking season. <laughs> <laughs> That's technically what they call a competition. Window, window breaking. breaking. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... um. I'll start you guys in slowly, just to get some of the the basic ones out of the way that we all kind of figured in the first place, right? So one of them is uh, they have display timers, apparently, in Disneyland and Disney World that tell you how long the wait times are for rides. Um, From my sources, now, most of this is going to be speculation and hearsay and other things like that. They're just interesting to talk about, so don't come at us, Disney. We're, We're just... Having some fun. Don't sue. So the wait times are usually posted a little bit longer than what the wait time actually is. So that if it says, you know, oh, it's a half an hour wait time and you're only there 20 minutes, it's like, oh, sweet, we got through it really quick. But if it said 20 minutes and it ends up being 25 minutes, you're going to be kind of pissed off, right? You got that extra time in there. Uh, Also, they switch these times depending on how busy they are. So if if one section is really busy, they'll crank up the wait times to try and get the people to go to other rides first and stuff like that. They kind of use it to control the flow of humans. So Chris, you want to go next? That's my one on the wait times that aren't true. Okay, well, I have actual facts. That's good. So he's yeah. got facts and I've got speculation. So yeah. it's going to be a good so- one. Uh, to start off, we know that Walt Disney was born December 5th of, uh, hold on here, 1901. He was born the same day as my son Hayden. He shares the same birthday. Just not 1901, Not I hope. 1901, no. No, no, no. Um, Walt Disney's last name is not actually Disney. It is French. It is Disney. And uh, he is... Um, a distant relative of uh, William or uh, Robert Disney, who uh, came over in 
1066 with William the Conqueror and took over England. Oh, you did France. find the, you did find the name of yes, the Conqueror. Yes, I did. Yes, I did find the name. I was I had to Google it, but I did find it. Going on from that, we've got uh, the fact that Disney never uh, Walt Disney never graduated high school. He dropped out to become an illustrator. But also back then, you got to remember the times were different. My grandfather was born in 1912, which wasn't terribly long after Disney, right? It was only 11 more years, yeah. which in a lifespan is a drop in the bucket. But uh, my grandfather, he only got to grade four, and he ended up working for one of the most popular construction companies up where I live. So, My grandpa was born in 1904, and he got to grade eight, so that is a common thing. Yeah. Back then, they didn't. Um, yeah. Going to full high school was not all that common. It's kind of like high-end university now. But the reason that Disney dropped out of high school was to join the army where he was rejected. So he ended up joining the Red Cross to fight in World War One. Fun fact, Colleen. I was the first one uh, on my, like in a couple of generations to finish high school. So my grandfather didn't. My dad didn't. And then eventually went back to college for as a mature student. Never actually finished high school. So... After that was me, and I was the first one to actually complete high school and early. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Continuing on. Oh, it's all right. We're only five minutes in. Take it. Yeah. Uh, Disney originally did not start. Uh, Walt Disney did not start originally with Disney Studios. He originally started at a company called the, Laugh, the Laugh-A-Gram Studio where it took him six months to make his first movie, which was actually Little Red Riding Hood. And the company went bankrupt in 1923. And the only good thing that came out of that company was the inspiration for Mickey Mouse, who was originally not even named Mickey Mouse. He was named Mortimer, Mortimer the Mouse. Um, Disney then had to sell his camera. Walt had to sell his camera, and he... Because uh, Laugh Studio uh, was going under. So he sold his camera and moved to Hollywood. Uh, My notes are all messed up here. Where he then started Disney (laughs) in 1923. He started it with his brother, I believe, didn't he? That was Disney World. That was Disney World he did with the show. He he originally moved to Hollywood to join his brother who lived there. And originally, he wasn't even going to become an artist in Hollywood. He was going to become a vacuum salesman. And his brother had lined the job up for him. And the day before he went to become a vacuum salesman, he got an offer from another studio. And now they rule the world. I know I'm jumping all over the place. Sorry. Oh, so Disney's first big hit was not even Mickey Mouse. It was Lucky the Rabbit from Laugh Studio, who was later replaced by Mickey Mouse after losing the rights of Lucky the Rabbit to Universal Studios. Yeah, you can still find old footage of Lucky the Rabbit. Oh, someone want to talk to you? Yeah, it's the kids. It's the kids. I'd mute my kid, too. She talks a lot. Yeah. So, 
we can continue on and uh the first time Mickey Mouse was ever shown in anything was actually Steamboat Willie in 1928. And Mickey Mouse officially did never spoke a word until 1929. And the first words he ever spoke was hot dog. Hot dog. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to take over from there, I've got more interesting facts that I can throw in along Hi the you, way. Hiya, pal. You got something to say? Yeah, sure. I got lots of things. Um, have How many of you guys been to Disney? Colleen? Just Colleen. She's the only one privileged enough. Oh, I've been. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long ago was that? Okay, so I did in 1986, uh, I went, and the, all the studios that were there then, and then in 12, we did it again. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I went, I think I went in 1992 or 93, around there, and I went to Disney World and did uh, just NGM and all that, Epcot Center and everything. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Now, my experience is a bit different because I am in a wheelchair. So Disney is extremely different for somebody who is disabled. Right. Um, it's uh, so on my 12th, on 2012 visit, it was done um, using the whole disability package and that. So it is a very different experience than what the average person does have. There's no wait times. Like we don't see wait times when you're in the wheelchair. You go in back entrances. You've got cast members there all the time. It, you name it. So it is much different. Oh, nice. That's cool. Seems we're talking about Disney World. I can check something off of my list. Okay. We... That a lot of people don't know. But in the 1940s, there was the movie The Sound of the South. And that's what oh, oh, inspired oh, oh, oh. Splash Mountain. Oh. The name oh, for Splash that's, Mountain. That's neat. Yeah. No, I'm getting confused with another one I got. That's okay. that's way worse than that. Okay, so go ahead. Like what? So you were in Disney. Like Disney is awesome to visit. <coughs> they are amazing there. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, when I was when I went, I was just around 11, 12 years old around that time. And then my sister and I were there with my parents, and actually, it was kind of neat because we got picked out when. There was when the movie Honey I Shrunk the Kids was out, so they had like a a sound studio that we, we got a tour of, and then they put us on the bee, and we had to act out flying on the bee in that scene in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie where they're flying on the bee, and then they put us in the actual movie. Oh, and, that would have been so cool. Yeah, I think I still have a copy of it on VHS somewhere at my parents' house. Oh my gosh, that would yeah. be so cool. Yeah. We when I went in twelve, I actually used a special book that's called Disney for Disabilities, and it gave an absolute rundown of everything in the park, and we were able to get all the information about what all the rides were like, everywhere to go, and it would even warn us about what rides might have uh, extra loud sounds, extra loud lights. Are there going to be a surprise out there? It, it was amazing. Like that book was our bible the whole time we were there. Well, it's good that they have something like that for people like that, right? It, so. It's done by an independent person, but oh, it's, okay. it's yeah. uh, he's got lots of work put into it. But it's it's a standard that's used by most people with disabilities when they go to Disney, right? Um, but the park is amazing. They do treat everyone wonderfully. 
Yeah. Um, but for somebody who's disabled, you do get a little bit extra just because right. you can't get in some areas. So they yeah. do really make accommodations. Well, that's good that they do that. It's a good place to do that for sure. Yeah. So you want to know some of the secret stuff they got? I would love to. Yeah. So did you know that they have a tunnel system that goes under the entire park? I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. A lot of places do that. I, I wasn't yeah. surprised either. And it's um, to A, ferry around the different characters so that they're not completely swarmed and stuff like that. Yeah, you call them what you want. <laughs> so uh, on top of that, they can also allow passage for emergency vehicles to respond a lot faster because they don't have to go through you know a couple thousand people to get to the person that's injured. They can just go underground. It also holds the command center for the whole thing, so all the cameras and stuff like that. If I'm not mistaken, it also holds the jail. Yeah. Yeah. They're called utilidors. Utilidors, yeah. Utilidors. Yeah. Yeah. And it houses all the electrical systems, the the waste systems. Yes, the waste system is automatic. It actually sucks it out of the bucket from the bottom into this uh, tube conveyor system to yeah. a disposal unit. So like someone doesn't even have to go and do that. It just gets sucked away. And technically there is three levels to California. It the first level is the utility level, the second level is Main Street, and the third level is the back part of the the park is actually classified as the third floor, but you don't even realize that the park is on an incline because of the way they've designed the park. It's also known to span about nine acres, which is pretty freaking big. Uh, It also has all the dressing rooms and the uh, hair salons for the character. Uh, We already mentioned the trash removal. Oh, that just says we were hiding characters. It also has the cafeteria for the staff. Did I mention that one? So, yeah. So since we were on the topic of security, did you know that a lot of their security guards are in plain clothing so that it looks like there's no security around because that kind of brings a a feel of you're being watched, authoritarian kind of thing like that, right? And they want you to be in this magical place. So all the security is usually in plain clothing. And that ties into my next one, which was uh, when Walt first started, he was actually paying people to follow them around the park to see what kind of attractions they were going to, how long they were there, how much money they were spending, and things like that, when it was just taken off. So that killed off like two of mine. We actually did in 12. We did have an issue with security. There was a big party that went on near the gates as we were going to leave. And seriously, within like two minutes... It was swarmed with, you wouldn't have even known in five minutes that there was anything there. It was just done and gone. And everyone just walked away very calmly. No no issues. Uh, no one got taken away that we could see. It was just, there were people there immediately. And But you wouldn't have known they were security. They come out of the trees. They, they must. They must. There's literally trap doors in some of the trees. Yeah, I could see it. Um, Another fun fact about the park. Opening day of Disneyland was actually... Uh, three hours delayed be- and almost didn't happen because there was a major gas leak there on um, half the park on Main Street. There was a major gas leak. There was also no plumbing, proper plumbing. Uh. 
for the whole park, so there was no washroom systems. And uh, within the first year, they estimated that over 1.2 million people visited the park just in the first year of the park, and it wasn't even properly set up. And that's Disney, the original park, yeah, in Disneyland. So Disney's got some financial things that are a little oh. bit shady. I had more about, I had more about the park first. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is this is about the park. Oh, okay. Um, see, they've introduced these things called magic bands. Yes. Those let you get into places a little bit quicker and, and fast pass. And it comes with a fast pass. There's apparently even another fast pass on top of the fast pass, which is kind of the, defeating the point of the fast pass. The Disney, the the magic bracelet is also to play a game in the park. It's a, basically a treasure hunt. Yeah. But on top of that, it's connected to all payment plans. Yeah. So you don't even realize how much money you're spending. You're just tapping your bracelet and carrying on, right? Uh, it also has your room key attached to it, so if you lose it, you know, now you got someone who might be giving you a visit later tonight with Mickey Mouse. Uh, and on top of that, they put tracking systems in them. Uh, they're saying it so that if you lose your loved one, you can go find them. But you know damn well that they're tracking you so that they know how long you're in places, how much money you're spending in places, um and and things like that like they have strategic plans to make the park run the way that they need it to and not in a way that you might realize is happening uh for example uh still being on the park they all the walkways that you walk down you'll notice they're really dark that is to make sure that you're not standing in one spot very long and you're constantly walking and since the um, gift shops are all air-conditioned, they're usually cranked up to a 11, if you know what I mean, past what is comfortable to make you actually cold. And that is to make you buy a sweater while you're there. Okay, go ahead. That, that actually happened. We went in. It was raining out, and it was okay out, but we just wanted something to cover for the rain. We went in, and after looking for stuff, we were so cold, we actually all ended up buying these heavy sweatshirts get back out of the store and it's like we can't wear these they're too hot so we had to go in and buy something else it, it was it was nuts but the, they are so cold in the stores uh you just you have to buy the heavy stuff it's done like that on purpose also if you notice most of the rides exit into a gift shop and that's on purpose that's forcing traffic through a financial section right oh i didn't see that last time i'll grab that Oh, I, I would like another bottle of pop, which actually pop dehydrates you. So that's like the worst thing you can grab at a, at a park when you're going around is pop. Not a good idea. Maybe on the way too, but after that hit the water. So that's my magic bands. That was on page three. I'm going through these so that we can ease you guys into it because it only gets worse from here. I'm glad we have Greg and Colleen here to tell us how the park actually is, which gives some context to everything. Well, I have... A couple more stupid facts about the park. Alrighty. So, it's when Walt Disney first designed the park, he literally walked down Main Street to see how many steps it would take for people to hold litter in their hand. And he watched his guests, and he estimated it 
to be 30 feet. So if you're walking anywhere in the park, there's a trash can 30 feet from each other all throughout the park. Another strange fact is gum for the longest time was illegal in Disneyland. You couldn't chew gum. You couldn't have gum. Because it would wreck the pavement and get stuck everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But they lifted the band on it. So now you you can't buy gum anywhere in Disney World or Disneyland, any of the parks. Yeah. But if you bring your own, it's okay. But they ask you not to chew it in the park. They will, if they catch you with it, they will ask you not to spit it out into the great receptacles and stuff like that. Yeah, not on the pavement, not underneath a bench or something. Another really dark fact about Disneyland or any of the parks is 90% of their female cast members have been sexually assaulted. Oh, you're diving right into the deep end. Yeah. But yeah, 90%. Because, yeah, I'm Colleen, that's, yeah, that's it's where we're... Only 90%. Yeah, it's well... 90, 90 out of 100. Percent, though. Is, you know. Yeah, it's... So and, you've got to be pretty ugly not to get diddled by Disney. At Disney, left. yes. And most only... F- Two percent of the cast members are male, and those two percent are actually sexually harassed more than the females are. Well, because a lot of them are playing princes and stuff, right? So they're kind of feminized in that way. Because princes of when we were growing up were manly and heroes. Now they're there's they're literally there to be beside the princess and look pretty as a boy, which is you know kind of sad, but you know. There's no real heroes left except for Optimus Prime. I I saw more of the male cast members get grabbed by guests than I saw the females. Like it was it was brutal seeing it happen. Uh, but the men got grabbed far more often. Like the women would just grab at them constantly. Another interesting fact about Disney is there is only officially twelve princesses. Uh, and. Uh, in the Disney registry and for a female character of Disney to become a princess like Anna or Elsa or anything like mm-hmm. that they actually have to go through a coronation process and they have to be owned by Disney it has to be an actual Disney creation not Pixar or anything like that yeah. a Disney creation she has to go through a coronation process and it can take anywhere between 10 to 15 years before the princess is classified as an official Disney princess. Okay, well then I have a couple questions for you. Do you have a list of which ones are and aren't? I because I have a question of which ones are the official. Don't, don't read them all. I'm gonna let, ask you a couple, and you let me know if they're on the list. Okay. Okay. I, I basically know the original twelve. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So is Princess Leia on the list? No, she is not a classified as an official. She was not owned by Disney. She was not created by Disney. She's owned by Disney now. She is, but she is not a Disney princess because she was created by Lucasfilms. Okay, well, does that mean that in... not created by Disney. Does that mean, though, in 10 to 15 years, she might get it because then they've had the property that long ago? Because she is not officially created by Disney. You have to be officially animated. It has to be an animated female character officially made by Disney. See how Pocahontas get in there? She wasn't coronated by nothing. Pocahontas is one of the original twelve. She was created by Disney. Disney yeah, but, originally but, but she wasn't coronated. Yes, she, she was. 
she was coronated back. You mean coronated by Disney, but not coronated in her story? Yeah. So okay. the park has to, All like, right. Disney, him, like, the park and the company itself has to coronate. Okay. Well, that. the that kind of makes this next one moot, but the other one was going to be the new female Thor. She is not created. Because she's not part of. It's a, she's, she's a not, prince. She's a princess, but she is technically not Disney property. She is Lucasfilm property. Well, no, she's Marvel. Oh, Marvel. Okay. So she's Marvel property. But say like, so Princess Anna and her Elsa, Elsa, they were created by Disney. They're Disney property. Interesting. So they, in 2015, from where I got this information, was back in 2015, the guy made the list. And they were still waiting to officially coronate. And they're still not. Yeah. Technically, the way that they put it on their website was their coronation was frozen. <laughs> is how it is worded on the oh, website. Oh, so they're not. They're not official in, princesses. They're not putting in new ones as of right now. Nope. The okay. last princess to be added to the list is the princess from Tangled, and I can't remember her name. I thought you no. said you added the ones from Frozen, and that was after no, Tangled. No. If I can, actually, the last one added is Mulan. For some reason, or not Mulan? Sorry, Moana. Moana got added. Moana has not been coronated yet. Mo- Moana has been coronated as of seventeen, apparently. Seventeen was it? Oh no, twenty-one. It got she got coronated in twenty-one. Okay, but oh. they still haven't done Anna and Elsa, which is weird. The, the reason. Now, this is going to come off a little dark, but the reason that Moana was coronated as fast as what she was is because of the Samoan heritage. Yes. So they wanted to bring in that demographic. It it was also to appease certain countries. Well, yeah. We're not going to go into that because we're not political. But that's the same as Mulan or Mulan. The reason that she was coronated as fast as she was was because they were opening Jap- Japan. Yeah. So they coronated her, and she was the lead character in Japan for years. Yeah. And China. So, back to the parks and things that they make you do that you didn't know you were doing. Well, we already know about there's abuse in all the characters. They're in the suits for God knows how long. They're sweaty. A lot of them have broken fans or no fans at all. Um, they're in there for sometimes 12 hours. They've died from heat exhaustion, dehydration, so on and so forth. Bad working conditions, short breaks, you know, things like that. You have to be in tip-top physical peak to be able to do that kind of stuff. I heard that one point they had, like, all the executives from Disney being, like, characters, too. Was that true, or is that just a rumor? Yeah, I, I hadn't heard that one. It's a rumor. It's not been verified. Okay. <laughs> Back when the park was originally created, Disney could not afford afford to hire cast members to play Mickey Mouse, like the original characters in the park. So he had artists that were not working on movies play them. So they were basically, he was keeping them employed, but not doing the job that they were originally hired for. Yeah, It's like when you go into an apartment building to work there and they say, okay, I'm hiring you as a drywall guy, and the next thing you know, you're fixing a toilet. So, from an artsy perspective, 
calling you've probably heard of this forced perspective oh yes yeah and that's where they make it seem like something is bigger or smaller than what it is for everybody who doesn't know so in disneyland and disney world the bigger the building is the smaller the bricks will be in that building to make it look so much more grandiose cinderella's castle is not actually as big as it looks cinderella's castle is actually when you see it back further in the park you think it's huge but when you actually get up to it it's not that big it's smaller than many many places you know and like you said the bricks are tiny like they're not a normal size her castle only measures 293 feet so that it's technically seven feet lower than regulation so that they don't have to put a red light on it for oh i'm sorry i have snow white's castle i don't know if it's a different castle it is it's a whole different castle okay so it's i have snow white's castle castle. so maybe both of them have the force perspective they both do oh no i know why i have snow white here snow white is here is because a gentleman donated a group of statues of snow white and the seven dwarves However, the problem was the statues were all done at the same height. So Snow White was the same height as the dwarves. So they used force perspective to make her look taller than the other ones, even though they were all the exact same height. Fun fact about Snow White. Seems we uh, jumped to her. Her movie was the first movie that Disney Studios put out. Uh, Let me... uh, uh, I don't have the date here. Uh, I do. It was 19... I think it's 32. I think it was 32. My yeah, I think it's gone. 1932. Um, somehow I lost that page. Yeah, I can't remember the year. Yeah. But that Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was the first movie released by Disney Pictures. Fun fact, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs won an Oscar... And when they rele- when they gave them the Oscar, they made one big Oscar and seven little Oscars. And it was also known to be the favorite movie of famous people such as Charlie Chaplin and Adolf Hitler. It was 1937. Oh. Okay. 1937. Yeah. Cool. Have you, have you heard of a color called Go Away Green? Disney uses this color that they actually designed themselves that uh, as you're scanning your environment, the the green is the most offensive to the eye and it's one of the harder ones for us to pick up on. So because of its design, you gloss over it and you don't even realize it's there. The door for their uh, elite club, Club 33, is actually painted in this color and if you don't know it's there, you'll walk right by it. And it's right on the main stretch, apparently, of everything. Yeah, it's right on Main Street. Yeah, it's right on Main Street. It's like at uh, the Bourbon Club or something like that. I can't remember. The it's name. in the New Orleans area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, another fun fact about Disney World. Stop saying fun fact. Just say the fact. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's, it's only fun if you enjoy it. <laughs> um, if you go to the uh, old part of Disney that was originally made... To look like the old western town. Yeah. The flags and everything there are not officially American flags. They're actually um, 
missing either stripes or stars on them so that they don't have to raise and lower them yeah. by American standards. I actually had that one on there too. Yeah. So the American flag will either have one more or one less star on it or, stripe, or have yeah. the wrong amount of stripes and stuff like on it, that on it. So it looks like an American flag, but it technically isn't. So when there's time of mourning and everywhere else is lowering, lowering their flags by law, they do not have to because they are not flying American flags. Yeah, and if you go into the colonial, that's what it's called, the colonial part of the park, there is no working washrooms. You cannot find a restroom in that part of the park. You actually have to go to a different part because they wanted to make it feel yeah. authentic. Yeah. Because back in that day, they didn't have washrooms. That would have been Walt Disney's yeah. doing right there. Yeah. And uh, in the middle I heard that Walt got really pissed off when he found a cowboy walking through the space exhibit. Yes. And that's why he built the, what did you call it? The Underdome? The, the Utilidors. Utilidors. Yeah, Utilidors. And if you walk in Colonial Village, if you look on the pavement, there's actually the middle of the street is brown and it's supposed to represent <laughs> the bio waste from back in that day that's why the middle of the road is brown oh. it's to represent the fact of sewage running down the middle of the street now is that at the california is that land or is that world i believe it's the original probably part. at the because i know from being at, at the world there was never anywhere i went where there was not a working toilet yeah so it's so probably I think it's probably at the original disneyland which yeah was walt's baby yeah right? yeah yeah that is Awesome sauce. Yeah, you actually covered one of mine there. Um, another thing, you remember how I mentioned about the spies? Um, Walt not only had the spies going around, but he also had an apartment built for himself above the firehouse. Now, this is where things are going to get a little bit weird. Um, he used to watch people from there, and that's where Chris said he was probably counting the steps from and stuff like that is his apartment. He could just stare out the window, and every time Walt was looking out the window, he had a lamp on in, in the window with him, right? So he could kind of hide his face a little bit, right? Well, since he's died, the uh, custodial staff and other staff members have been in there, and they say Walt's ghost is still there, still sits by the window and watches the park, and the lamp turns itself on and off depending on if he's there or if he's not there just like it did when he was alive so that's getting into a little bit of the spookier stuff for you guys at home it's not so much spooky on this one but you mentioned you know walt over listening to things and the spies he was very close with j edgar hoover and he did do a lot of work with with the fbi over the years the other thing that was well known was that in club 33 they actually had animatronic vultures on the ceilings that would listen to the conversation and then would start talking to the patrons. So if you were there, you're one of these high-end patrons, they're listening to whatever you're talking about, you know, and, and the, the turkey vultures, the vultures would actually talk back to them and engage in the conversations. Now, those are all gone now, apparently, with the revamp of 33, but that's what used to be there. I also heard that Club 33 has a 10 to 15 year waiting list. And and that's only to like qualify to get in, right? 
Are there possible. famous people that go to this Club 33, or I'm, is it just I'm like sure there random? are, but it's it's really exclusive, so it's hard to tell. I hadn't found anything that said who went there or why. Oh, okay. I know for a fact that one of the most famous ones that I could find that was a member of Club 33 was Jennifer Lopez, and her kids are all members. Um... Tom Hanks is an honorary member for life from Toy Story, from doing Toy Story, along with Tim Allen, who rejected being a member of Club 23 because, or 33, because he didn't want to have to pay the annual fees. Well, and, and the fees are to join. You do a buy-in of anywhere from 25000 to $90,000, depending on which count you want. And then yearly, you pay anywhere from ten to $20,000. And if you break a rule or something, they can just cancel your, you're done and you don't get any money back. Uh, but with that fee, you get a lot of perks. Like you get uh, free premium memberships. You get like 50 passes. You, it's tons. It actually evens out pretty equally. Um, so yeah. Well, it sounds like a good deal if you're rich. Exactly. <laughs> so did you hear about the aromatherapy pods that they have? So, for example, outside the ice cream parlors, just underneath the windows of the buildings, you'll see um, these things that look like speakers. Well, they're, they're not speakers. They're um, aromatics and uh, that kind of thing that makes you actually want to go in and buy the ice cream. And then at the front gate, it smells like popcorn because that's inviting and that reminds you of the movies and stuff like that. That starts your nostalgia trip, right? And they take it so far that they even use it in the haunted mansion to make it smell musty so that it gives you that creepy kind of uneasy feeling. I don't know if you guys ever went to the haunted mansion. Did it smell musty? Yeah, it's, it's well, the one in, um, of course, the big one, the big haunted mansion is over in California. I haven't been there, but I remember like the equivalent of, I think there's equivalent at Disney World. I don't remember. There is one now. Uh, when I went, it wasn't there. Yeah. So it it was probably like early, like late nineties, early two thousands. That's when they put it in, I think. Yeah, and I didn't go through so. it. I had I had no interest in going through it, so I don't know what it smells like. But I know a lot of their rides do have different smells. Like when you're on uh, some like the jungle rides and that, you can smell the the grass, the earth. Um, but I definitely now I know why I was always hungry. But- <laughs> the, the thing is, is in all done to make you pay for it. Oh, and God. they stopped using the sense of popcorn and stuff like that in 2017 because they were finding that it could trigger allergies. No, so they, you know so, what it is. I can tell you exactly what it is. So there's this chemical that they use for uh, buttered popcorn, microwave popcorn. And when you do it in a microwave, it changes form and you can eat it. However, when it became an inhalant, it actually was really bad for you. You could develop what they called popcorn lung. When they first started vaping and they had these popcorn flavors, people were getting popcorn lung, and it was from one of the additives in the flavoring. Yeah. So that's probably why they pulled back on the popcorn one was because inhaling it was really bad for you. Yeah, so the fact that I seen was the fact that in 2017, they stopped using them on Main Street. They still use them for the Haunted Mansion, the Jungle Area, Pirates of the Caribbean, and um, 
there was one other section that they still use it in. Yeah, so they just got rid of the popcorn smell. They well, used the other they, smells. They basically got rid of any of the food smells on Main Street. Well, they, from what I know, they kept the vanilla smell because uh, that makes you hungry. And they also kept the strawberry smell because that makes you happy. There's another smell. I don't know if you smelled strawberries when you were there, but oh. and it would always it would always be near the uh, a place that sold like strawberry uh, waffles or something like that. Yeah. So as soon as you smell it, you're like, I have to have that. Yeah. Did they have chocolate as well? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the chocolate smells. So it's all like mind over matter. Like if you walk by McDonald's and you smell McDonald's, yeah. you want your body says, "Hey, I want McDonald's." Because your brain is now talking to the rest of your body and your sensory system is being overloaded by that smell. So the way that they figured is if we make you smell this, you're going to want to buy it even if you've just eaten a buffet. So that's why they did it. It's all a marketing tool. They also have a abandoned water park. (laughs) This part of the water park was the most popular and then they built a new one. And they said, well, if it continues to be popular, then we'll leave it open. And it wasn't. Everybody was flocking to the new stuff, right? They've probably, you know, a lot of people that go there go there a lot. So they're going to want to do the new stuff, right? So they closed down this water park and they had decided that they might open it later. Well, this photographer went in to that section, took a whole bunch of pictures, and he got banned for life seeing how, you know, it's all... It would probably need a lot of money to bring it back up to code. It's in that much disrepair. Like, there's overgrown this and overgrown that. It really looks like a ghost town. What was the name of it? Um, um, hold on, I do have that. River Country. Oh, okay. So, with River Country, though, they actually are. It is scheduled to be rebuilt. Um, they're planning on building a brand new a a brand new resort on it. It was supposed to be done by 2022, but a uh, pandemic kind of pushed that back a bit. So, they don't know right now if they're still going to build on it, but they did go in a few years ago and start to clean it up to try and make way for the new buildings. But uh, there's actually a lot of places that Disney has abandoned. Uh, there's a couple different uh, resorts where they didn't finish building them. There's places overseas where they started building and didn't. There's a few other parks. There's even areas right inside of the main Disney World area where if you go off the beaten track, there will be like an island that's been completely abandoned. Everything's just been left there. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's like when they first started making um, Cars Land. When they started the creation of cars for the one park, they literally had built, I think it was like, a 40-foot giant pylon in the middle of the park to let you know that it was under construction and that nobody could go there. And nobody knew that it was actually for the new car series coming in. It just was a giant pylon. And everybody thought, oh, okay, which is now the major restaurant for cars. That is their main restaurant. And hotel, like, you can book a room in the pylon in. Yeah. So, Disney has problems, uh, as we've obviously mentioned already several. A lot of people want to bring ashes of loved ones and scatter them in Disney. And they actually have hired a separate crew to keep an eye out 
and all the staff members, including characters, are trained to spot people trying to dump ashes. They check uh, plastic baggies, pill bottles, things like that. I know you got your necklace there, but I don't think you're going to just like chuck your necklace into the water. I think you kind of want that with you. Yeah, but like, so they they check for those kind of things. They have a special code for it, and I can't remember what it was called. But um, also, people have been trying to uh, discard the ashes in the haunted mansion, and apparently, that's relatively easy to do because a lot of it's in the dark, right? So you just whoop, you know, dip yeah. it off to the side, and there you go. You know, sprinkle it on Frankenstein's shoe. Who's gonna know? Yeah, right. It just makes it look more well, authentic. So That's, that has actually made the haunted mansion actually haunted. Yeah. And hey, Chris, fun fact: Did you know that the haunted mansion has a pet cemetery in the back that a lot of people actually don't get to see? Yes, and that's where zero grave actually is from Jack Skeleton. We're, oh yeah, yeah the the carved the yeah the, the dog they added him yeah. yeah they added zero after. Uh, a nightmare before Christmas was created. But the reason that there's a cemetery is because when the park was originally opened, they had an infestation of mice because of where the park is. And they took out all of the, um, the forestry and everything around it. All the mice were still coming into the park. So Walt used to rescue cats and they were allowed to walk around the park. Nilly willy like on their own. And there was just wild cats that walked to catch mice. Yep. So he basically hired cats to deal with his mice problem. And then when they realized that the cats were populating too much, they had to get they had to get rid of the cats. Yeah. Oh, they still have cats though. Yeah, they still have cats in certain parts of the park, but that's any of the cats for like if you go and look at any of the dates on the tombstones, yeah. if you can actually get back there, it's actually cats from when the park was first opened. Has anybody here had barbecued duck? Yes. Yeah, yeah you you yeah. have. Is it any good? That's not bad. Tastes like chicken. Well, because back in the day, Disney had this one show where a dragon would pop up over one of the lakes and do this fire show and just blast fire across the lake. Well, it turned out that they were cooking a lot of ducks at the same time. And so these ducks were just getting like Kentucky fried, like in seconds, right? Of this dragon display that came up out of the ground or whatever, and then lit up the lake. So then they decided, you know what? We should probably do something about that. We're kind of killing off all the ducks. So then before the dragon show started, they would put in another show called the Lake Blast, where they would take around a bunch of jet skis and boats and scare all the ducks away before they started the dragon show, which probably saved a couple thousand lives. Apparently, they were killing a couple hundred ducks a night. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because the ducks would come and, and chill on the pond, right? And you know they're skimming that shit off before the park reopens in the morning. They can't have that floating around in one of those. Oh, Walt's I know. So that'd be freaking, like a yeah, <laughs> gross like, thing walk in there. See so yeah, duck barbecue. Ducks there. Well, the park does run like 24-7. It's when it closes down to, to the tourists, then that's when all the crew starts coming in. In fact, a lot of the construction is done in the evening. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they do it all in the evening. So they're constantly cleaning stuff up because um, the park looks amazing. Y- you'd never guess how many people go through there. I, I'm going to bring up something that's a little off topic, but I, it has to do with the ducks. If You've all been to Canada's Wonderland, right? Yeah, birds. If you walk around Canada's Wonderland and you walk from 
the main park over to the kids area, if you walk across the bridge and you look down, there's actually koi fish in the ponds. And it's a, the stream that runs through the park has live koi fish in it. And the reason that the koi fish are there is to keep the ducks and the seagulls off of the water. So they have these koi fish that you can feed and everything. Like, Well, you can't feed them anymore. You used to be able to feed the koi fish. Yeah, but they haven't fixed a cobra chicken problem. No, well, nothing can fix a cobra chicken problem, but that's why they have... If you're American, look up cobra chicken. Yeah, but that's why they have the koi fish in the ponds, and they're overpopulated so that if a bird or anything like that lands in the pond, the, the koi fish will start to bite on their feet, and it'll get them out of there so that they won't stay in the park. That's smart. Yeah, and it was one of the... They actually got the idea from Disney. There's a lot of koi there. <coughs> yeah. If you don't mind, Matt, I'm going to jump to, uh, instead of talking about the park, I'm going to jump over to the movies real quick. Uh, I don't I don't know. I still got stuff about the park, and I still got stuff about death. Oh, okay. Can I, just, can I just throw in this one fact about the movies then? Yeah, give her. Okay. So, a lot of people don't know, but... Pinocchio was the second major movie released by Disney Studios. When it was released in 1940, it was okay. But in 1993, Playboy wrote an article condemning the movie because in the movie, <coughs> there is 23 acts of battery. Uh, there is nine acts of property damage, three incident incidents, a bit, bit. Three parts where somebody swears, two shots of male nudity, and one potential death. So Playboy... Where, uh, was, where was that? In the movie Pinocchio. Oh, wow. So Playboy condemned it. And even though they condemned it in 1993... Still show you her bum bum. It's still the most... It's the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes with a hundred percent. Wow. The a lot of the movies that were done in the first two eras of Disney, like while he was still alive, a number of them have actually since come under quite a bit of fire as we look back <laughs> at them with, with our views. So Pinocchio Pinocchio is a huge example of where we look back at it and we're like, oh my gosh, how how did this happen? The other biggies were Song of the South, which was extremely racist. Oh hold on. Oh, no, sorry, I got confused again. Keep going. Okay, Song in the South was extremely racist, so that one's kind of like one that Disney doesn't talk about too much. And then the other biggie was White Wilderness, which Disney caught a lot of flack for because when it came out that White Wilderness had a scene where they portrayed all the lemmings jumping off the edge of the cliff and killing themselves, that was not nature. That was the Disney filmmakers going in and hurting them and pushing them all off. That was not what they actually do. Um, you know, and then later Jungle Book got a huge, you know, huge counterculture on it because, you know, very, uh, prejudiced, you know, when people look at it, they see very, a lot of prejudice things in it. Um, so a lot of those movies done in those, in Disney's lifetime and Jungle Book was the last movie that Walt Disney himself worked personally on. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, we look back at them and we're like, how did this happen? But Snow White, for example, the kids who saw Snow White in the theaters, the scene where Snow White enters into the forest and she's got all these dark trees around her. Kids today see this and they're like, okay, no big deal. 
Back then, theaters had to actually have their seats recovered after showing Snow White because the children would wet themselves. Yeah. They were so terrified by that scene. So many theaters actually had to go through and totally revamp their whole theaters after they showed Snow White. It was so disturbing to these children. Well, that brings me into the next thing I was going to bring up about another movie that was released in 1950, Fantasia. I love that movie. Oh, 1940. So when, well, it was released in the 40s. Um, But when that movie was first released, there's a scene in the movie that literally shows like spirits and stuff flying through the air. And a lot of Catholic families and stuff like that uh, protested the movie because if you watched the the characters and stuff that are floating through the air, there's actually naked women and everything like... Oh, wow. flying through the air it's the- and it was giving them night it was giving children nightmares fantasia is the only movie to date that actually like disney animation that shows full-on full coverage of women's breasts yeah. has not been done since but it's the only one like that and it was pinocchio saved the studio after that they were actually pinocchio was released not long after that uh, or no it was dumbo that yeah. saved the studio because fantasia he lost so much money on fantasia um, which is too bad because it is an amazing movie, uh, but it's more for adults. Like it's it's more for adults. It's not really a kids' movie. Cool. So the last light thing I have about the park is that uh, in the Tomorrowland section, they actually had edible plants that you could go up and just kind of take with you in the in the original cool. one because uh, Walt because it was supposed to be the world of tomorrow they had to be able to grow their own food and stuff like that so they actually had displays of food growing that you could actually go up and eat if you wanted to because it was real food so that was my nice or my last nice one they also had a rocket that was in the park and you guys probably remember hearing about project paperclip after the second world war and how all the uh, rocket scientists were enlisted to work for NASA and the states. What Von Braun, Von Braun uh, Warner Van, Von Braun. Braun. Yeah. Well, the uh, rocket that they had uh, displayed was called the TWA Moonliner, and its original design and function was made by Warner Von Braun, and it wasn't replaced by a new ship until 1998. So you guys, when you were there, if you, if you had a seen that specific rocket ship I'm talking about, uh, then we go to one that is actually fairly well known on the internet, is that uh, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the original one that they had back in the day, actually had a real human skull. Then I found another video that said, no, it had full real skeletons. 16. Uh, donated by UCLA. That's it. Yep. Yeah, and that just went from oh, okay, one skull is real to no, the whole friggin' thing, bodies, everything is all real. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that that's something else. Like if you thought it was dark before, kids, Disney don't screw around with props. Well, talking about strange things, what to do with Disney? There's this one jumps back to kind of the movies, but there is um, Peter Pan. There's actually, it's the only movie to actually have an 
definition, an actual diagnosis and um, mental illness linked to it classified as Peter Pan syndrome. It is not recognized by the men- the World Health Organization, but it is a definition that a lot of doctors and stuff will use for people with disabilities and stuff like that that can't digress from being a child to an adult. And well, they said uh, Michael Jackson had that. Yeah, that's why his ranch was you Can't named- grow up. Can't grow yeah, up. you can't grow up. Yeah. And that's why his ranch was called Neverland Ranch. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot to do with disabilities. Like, it can happen to anybody. You just can't grow up. So Disneyland Paris. Oh, sorry. You want to go, Greg? Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say about the Peter Pan thing. Uh, didn't the uh, actor that played Peter Peter Pan in the animation movie pass like kill himself? Like, yes, he did commit suicide. Yeah, because recently, I don't know if you. This is jumping up to this year. Uh, Disney Plus uh, released uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's gonna be a little spoiler. It's really good. Yeah. Is so, it? Yeah. yeah. It's it's hilarious. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but they use Peter Pan in it, and Disney's getting a lot of flack because of it, because of the. The fact that yeah, he's, he it like, looks yeah. He's not portrayed as the happy-go-lucky Peter Pan that we all know. Oh, he, he's he's grown up because it's about Chippendale's next section of yeah. life, right? So, because didn't one of them get like a graphical upgrade and the other one just well, didn't? Yeah, he went and got himself digitally instead of having plastic surgery. They cl- classify it as he got himself digitally recreated. <laughs> That's amazing. I really want to so, see it because I used to watch the Rescue is, Rangers and shit all the time. I, I'll put it this way: it's watch it by yourself. And then watch it with River. Oh, okay. Because you'll catch a lot of the jokes in it. And they some of the jokes are a little dark and may hinder River's... Well, well she's not super into Chippendale, so... Yeah, but I'm like, just saying, like, it's Like, got... one of my favorite ones was not even uh, when they had their Rescue Rangers, but when, like... They were invading Donald Duck's Christmas and stuff like that. You so the original when they, Chippendale. When they went yeah. to war and stuff like that, that yeah. that was my favorite kind of Chippendale. Yeah. Pluto and the Christmas tree, all that. So uh, you said something about suicide there, right? So the so strange fact is Walt Disney, the reason that he created Peter Pan, the movie like illustrated it was because when he was in high school, he actually played Peter Pan in a play. Oh, neat. and that's why he decided to illustrate it because he connected with it so well. And another fact about that is it was his brother that actually pulled the rope to make him fly oh, in nice. Peter Pan. And that's why his brother was such a big influence in his life, in his and, life and, and in yeah. the park. Yeah. So that suicide park, or part that you said. Uh, Disneyland Paris had a bad go. It was known for a string of suicides. One of them, one of the chefs killed himself. But before he did, he wrote on the wall, I don't want to go back to Mickey's house. And then, uh, did I write down how he killed himself? Nope. It just says took his own life. Uh, and then shortly after that, another staff member tried to light themselves on fire and was stopped by security. So there, there was 
that's two incidences, but I, I think there was more at the time, but that was two that they told me about. Well, seems we're talking about dark stuff to do with Disney. Um, everybody's seen Bambi. Yes. Nope. Oh, okay. So, in Bambi, his mother ends up dying, and a lot of the illustrators believe the reason behind Bambi's mom dying was to represent um, how young Walt was when his mother passed away from a gas leak in the house in 1938 that he actually bought for his parents after oh, wow. he started Disney Studios. It really affected him from that point on. He'd never talk about it, and he'd send people to go fix the furnace, and it didn't happen, and his mother died. His father survived, but it was, he said, I'll buy you a house. I have money now, right after Snow White, Yeah. and his mother died. He was only was only in the house for a month, and he was very close to his mother, but it really did affect a lot of his future work. Um, well, on a lighter note, because of what happened in Bambi, and he realized how much it affected everybody and the movie lady and the tramp the dog that gets hit by the wagon cart his name is trusty in the movie when walt originally seen the 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 illustrations for the movie and realized that they had written this dog off to die from being hit by a cart he made them rewrite the ending to where rust trusty is sitting on the floor with a broken paw around all the puppies Oh, so he's still so that okay. It he's just wasn't hurt. so dark. Yeah. So Space Mountain is also haunted uh, by two separate entities that people know quite well. One of them is known as Mr. One Way. And he is seen sitting in a seat beside a passenger, you know, in one of the open seats, or sometimes in a cart by himself. And they have him on camera, and people have said that they've seen him. But he never finishes the ride. Apparently, it was someone who died on that ride yeah, that and, and just didn't carry on. He was actually one of the technicians for the ride. He was, um, when they first ran the ride, he was one of the first passengers to do the safety check. And the ride failed. And that's how he ended up dying. There you go. So, so it was that, not safe. That, that's why he's known as but, Mr. One-Way. Yeah. And... In Space Mountain, there's also a basketball court hidden upstairs because when they were making Space Mountain, they, the create like the architects and stuff like that, were always getting bored. So they put a basketball court in up there, and to this day, it is still there. And any cast member that works on Space Mountain is asked to sign the wall. It's, uh, there's, um, a series on Disney Plus that actually talks about the creation of Space Mountain and stuff like that. And they talk about the hidden basketball net being up there. So there's a second ghost on Space Mountain that's well known. And she goes by uh, Disco Debbie. And uh, she shows up in one of the tunnels and she glows in the dark. And yeah, so that's space mountain do they have that on video or anything like that uh they did yeah i saw a video on youtube you know but you got to take everything on the internet with a grain of salt everybody's got photoshop everybody's got right. editing tools yeah. like if i can make us sound like geniuses then we're doing something right right <laughs> uh so 
then one I found, and it was actually quite disturbing, was in 1974, they opened up their first animatronic attraction known as America Sings. And there was an 18-year-old working there by the name of Deborah, Deborah Stoke, I believe. And they have a video of her doing one of the performances. She usually introduces the animatronic band and this and that, you know, interacts with the audience, that kind of thing. Well, as the show's going on, the lights go dark and you hear a scream, and that's apparently her last scream as she gets caught in the gears of the animatronics and is crushed to death. But they didn't find her for seven days. Oh, they didn't find her they for seven. They didn't some... find her for seven days. She was oh, wow. missing, and it was seven days before they found her wedged wedge between the mechanisms. That's gross. Yeah. So that same year it opened, it also closed. Wow. She was 18 years old. Yeah. So, another one for the true crime people, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, and we've already mentioned the abuse. We've mentioned the ghosts. We've mentioned the real skulls. We've mentioned their shady pro- uh, practices with uh, entrances and their puzzles. Uh, recently, they've opened a Star Wars attraction where it's like you're on a space cruiser and it's a hotel and they're charging something like $6,000 a night. And the effects they're using are lame. They have rules out the Yahoo. You can't, like, some people are even saying if they talk about things that are earthly instead of Star Wars-y, then they get reprimanded by, like, ship security and this and that. However, it looks really sick, Colleen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have the money. Like, in your bedroom, you look outside and you see, like, a fleet coming in and stuff like that. And the bunks look like pods, but they're actually, like, I would say they're probably a decent double, but not a queen. Well, if we win the lottery, yeah. we know where to go. Yeah. Well, with the, the addition of the new Star Wars part of the park, um, anybody that works in that part of the park, like the the people who characterize Kylo Ren or anything like that, when they're walking around and they see small children dressed as Jedis and stuff like that, they are told that they have to interact with them. Because that's why those children are there. Yeah, and it's... Like, I've seen a little boy dressed as um, both, two different instances, two different little boys. One of them was dressed as um, a small version of Megatron, and he actually presented... Uh, this is probably not Disney, because I don't yeah. think Megatron's Disney. No, he's at Universal, Universal Studio. But he presented the head of Optimus Prime to Megatron. But I've also seen uh, a little boy dressed to the T, like almost 100% screen accurate Kylo Ren and walk up to Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren kind of knighted him and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, they have to because those kids come literally for those characters. The people that are coming for Jack Sparrow right now is phenomenal. The Jack Sparrow run is all over TikTok and everything yeah. else. And that is a segue into me letting you know that we also have a TikTok now we have an Instagram. We have stuff on WordPress. We are a YouTube group. You can find us at the Mystery Matt Fan Club. Um, if you're Facebook. already here, I don't have to tell you about the uh, podcast. Uh, there's also a YouTube channel, but there's not much going on on the YouTube channel. Well, not yet. If you're interested, there's a button around there somewhere that you can uh, head over to the Buy Me a Coffee account if you're feeling, you know, 
a little generous. And uh, other than that, we are at an hour and eight minutes or so, guys. Anything else we want to stick in here? Maybe we'll start a, a number part, two. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we're going to have to do part two. We might, so. Yeah, we might have to do a number two because there's just a lot to cover, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I only did maybe a couple hours of research, and I came up with so much that I didn't think we would fit it in well, an hour. I know a lot more about like the movies and stuff like that, and we yeah. we didn't even touch on. So Half maybe we'll the, call this one the darker side of Disney, and we'll call the other one the lighter side of Disney, and we'll do well, like the Star Wars good and bad yeah. kind of thing, right? Sound yeah. good? Well, all the different movies because there's so many, and what favorites were. And well, we're also going to have to teach Colleen more microphone etiquette, but that's okay. This is only her second time. People, let her go. I, well, I, I was don't going. Want to keep grabbing it from you? It's okay. You're allowed to grab it. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I was you'll going to see me sit back and stuff. Okay. I was going to add um, about the the new Star Wars, um, the the hotel. When they first opened the safari part of the park, they were letting people stay in the hotel, and um, my stepdad's brother-in-law and sister went down, and they stayed in safari, Disney safari, and they actually had, like, giraffes and elephants. First thing in the morning, they would walk them across the lawn for people to wake up and see so that you felt like you were in the safari. Yeah. The only thing is they were charging you $4,000 a week to stay there. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Anyways, I've been Mystery Matt. You Did you want to say something before we go, Greg? You good? I'm good, but I was just going to say goodbye. Okay. Well, you guys have a good one. And uh, remember, we always try and get some weird stuff going on. And why does it always rain when we do this? <laughs> Anyways, have a good night. We'll talk to you next time.